It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello! It is the Go Birds podcast presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. It is 2023 and it's Panic City. <laughs> I'm just kidding. How you doing, buddy? Happy Everyone's New free. Year. Everyone's free. Happy I'm New sure Year. I'm sure it's a happy New Year for everybody. Look at this. I just typed in the, to, we're recording this pod and I put the, the date like yes. I do and it's, it's 2023. 2023. It's a very low. weird. It is crazy. It's been 23 years since Y2K. Yeah, look at you. you know, that is pretty crazy. Think about it. Yeah, it's a really Thinking good point. the world was going to crash. It's a really good point, Elliot. Thank you. Think about it this way. In March, it's been three years since the pandemic. Well, and think about this, too. It's been like four years since the Eagles won a game. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly so feels that, that way, there's buddy. That. Panic Long City. Long time since a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Season over. Yeah. Super Bowl dream over. Elliot's Arizona was going to be morning. dope. I'll say that. <laughs> now, the good news is they went there earlier this year. And the owners' meetings there this year, so I'll get to go to for that. But <laughs> right, let's get into it. I am not as despondent as you are. Look, yesterday sucked. Obviously, I mean it's a horrible, horrible football game. Garson Gardner Minshew was not good, disastrous. Yeah. He was a horrendous football player yesterday. The coaching was horrible yesterday. The defense was bad in the first half. Obviously, picked it up in the second. Can't really kill them for that. We'll dive into it all, but. Look, I just I come away from yesterday and from the last two games thinking, oh wow, shocker, Jalen Hurts was the MVP. Mm-hmm. It does matter when you lose the best player in the sport. Oh, and oh by the way, it ain't Nick Foles coming in to play quarterback. Yeah. As much as we like Gardner, he doesn't have that extra gear. He's fine. He doesn't have the thing with Foles that made 2017 special and Foles special was that Foles had this in, in, a unique ability to go from being 
what we saw Minju look like yesterday to also being the best quarterback on the planet. Yeah, Minju didn't have that. Um, you know, look, it sucked. They lost. They have to play next week, which honestly, for me, a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Like I said to you, I didn't want to rest them all the way into the playoffs anyway. I wanted kind of well, a good little... news. Good news. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, look, the injuries are a concern. There's so much to get into. Obviously, look, you you can't sit here and we we did a pod at eleven and one of you know one of the best teams we've seen thirteen and one whatever. Obviously, you have to be more concerned than you were then. But I, I am certainly not panicking. It seems like you're more closer well, to panic than you know, I am. How I mean, you doing? Good, up, good, good. I mean, here, here would be my overarching big, big picture thought that when when you look at that the season is over. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm joking. I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm kidding. Um, Just having some fun. I'm yes, back yes, from vacation. Yes, been a, been a week off. No, I'm excited to have you back. But uh, okay, the Eagles are a really good example of how quickly things can change. Two weeks ago, and coming off that three game stretch, right? Well, I guess before the Bears game. It was, this team is dominant, one of the best teams we've ever seen in Philadelphia sports. Forget the Eagles. One of the best teams in Philadelphia sports, right? They were playing at a high level. The offense was clicking. The defense was playing great. Like, all those things were true. It changed. In the last three weeks, things have changed. They weren't good against the Bears. They were better against the Cowboys, but defensive issues in that game, turnover issues in that game. And then, obviously, the Saints game is a disaster. So, things change. The good news for fans, though, is you're looking at a team that's a prime example of how quickly things can change. And they have not played. I, like they, The Giants game now is meaningful, clearly. But they have time, and they're going to get the bye. I still think they're going to beat the Giants. I they're do. a 14-point favorite. Yeah, and we'll get into it at the end of the pod, but and we'll debate maybe right. a little. But I'd be shocked if the Giants really right. go for this but, game. They clinch their the sixth seed no matter what. But here's the thing. Even if the Giants do play their starters, they should win the game. Right? Yeah, Jalen back, yes, theoretically. 100%, yes. right? And Jalen will be back. Jalen will play. So as bad as it looks now, and we obviously, I guess, disagree a little bit on how bad it looks, but the reality is Jalen Hurts comes back and has one great series and they score a touchdown, things change back just as quick, right? That pendulum swings right back. And I agree with you that the last two games – have shown that Jalen is the MVP of the NFL. I disagree he's the best player in the NFL. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, but, I meant the most important guy this year. Yes, yes. Patrick is, Mahomes, I would still start a team with Mahomes and all yeah. that. But, you know, he's up there. He's I, I would challenge anybody that's not going to vote for Jalen for MVP. And I understand that people that vote don't watch every Eagles game, which is a bit of a flaw in the system, but whatever. So I would challenge anybody that does not watch every Eagles game to watch that full Saints game yesterday and a good portion of the Cowboys game and tell me Jalen's not the MVP. This team is just not as good with them. And, and during the game, I was thinking about the pod we did when, you know, they were probably like a, whatever they got out to, 10-0, whatever, as far as was that they got. Um, you know, who's most to blame for their success, or most credit for their success? Howie, Jeffrey, Nick, Jalen. And we did the whole pod and made compelling points for everyone. It was Jalen. And at the end, I remember saying, Elliot, what this are you is doing? Dumb. It's, yeah. it, it's Jalen. And it was. It, and it, it is Jalen, right? And obviously, Lurie and, and Howie and Nick deserve credit. We'll talk about the game plan uh, for yesterday. I, I'm not as mad about as other people are, but I think there's an interesting discussion to be had about it. But at the I'm end mad. of the day, don't worry, we'll get to that. All right. At the end of the day, a, a team is only as good as its quarterback. That's just a fact. And Gardner was hot garbage yesterday. He so was terrible. Bad. He was so bad. Watching it live, I knew he was. the worst I've ever seen him play. Like, I don't ever remember. And it's not like he's great, but, like, uh, he's always been, like, passable. He was bad He was really yesterday. bad. I mean, I think that was probably definitely the first half and arguably the whole game. The worst Eagles offensive performance I can remember covering in my time with the team. 
Wow. I, we could probably we could probably go back and there's yeah, probably I mean, one like, or two it, I'm missing. Like, uh, so they're not counting like the game they didn't the six nothing game against Dallas where they didn't try. Yeah, right. A game where they're so, trying to a win. Game where they're trying yeah. to win. I mean, it's up there. I mean, the the Foles against the Raiders was pretty bad. That game to clinch that That's was a true. rough. That one. would be one of them. There are a couple, but yeah. I mean, I mean think about this. Midway yeah. through the second quarter, Gardner had three registered pass attempts. I mean, a couple of those Kel- Chip Kelly games last year, like the the Thanksgiving Day game, they were really bad across the ball when yeah. they lost. Like, I'm trying to think how many points they had. In there are cut. It was like fifty to ten or whatever. They got their their. Buttswoke. Yeah, they there did. are a few of them, but I, I think it's fair to say it's, it's in the I just, discussion. I thought they looked completely helpless in that offense. And there that. was there was no hope for most of that game. They looked like they were able to do absolutely nothing. So when you so the hope if you're the Eagles is that when Jalen goes back in, things turn back around, and that you replace the engine of the car with the MVP, the most valuable engine in the league, if you want to call him that right now. And things turn back around. And I'm not diminishing that possibility whatsoever. Sports are a thing of emotion. They're a thing of, uh, I can't believe Constant it. Constant changes. Momentum. Yeah, look, momentum, I mean, uh, like, how many times have I made the point of, of at certain points this season, of saying, at this point last year, were we saying Rams-Bengals in the Super right. Bowl? Of course so, not. Bengals, no one even thought of the Bengals. And then, you know, things change. So the hope is, Jalen, he will play against the Giants. So the hope is not that he'll play. He will play against the Giants. The hope is he comes back. The offense goes right down They're the field. They're up by like 25 yeah. and a half. You they can go up, sit him and you're going to go. They go up 14 nothing, and the whole team is like, all right, cool, we're back now. And, like, that's that. That That is the hope, right? But but I also think that it, the difference between now and back a few weeks ago is it's a hope now. When they were beating the Giants, when they were beating the Packers, when they were beating the Titans, we were seeing it. We were seeing how good this team is. They were clicking on all cylinders. And as bad as Minshew was yesterday, and he was – to me, the main reason they lost the game. There were other issues as well. I didn't think Jordan Mailata played well. Driscoll struggled. Um, you know, the offense in general was not good. The the uh, passing game, I'm sorry, the uh, game plan overall, certainly not spectacular. Defensive side of the ball, only gave up 13 points. Not the reason they lost, but... They spot the Saints an early lead, pretty much a ten nothing lead, and an early time and drives. Yeah, exactly. And all that. Yeah. The, the, I it think all they, goes together. They it's started really- like fourteen and zero passing the ball, or fourteen and fourteen passing the ball. They were five of six, I think, on their first three, uh, on their first six third downs, one for one on their first fourth down. So while the defense was not why they lost the game yesterday, you look at the Dallas game, and then you look at in context the Saints game, and I've been Gannon's biggest defender, and I don't think that he that 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 he's why they lost the game. Do I have confidence that in the first playoff game, this team is going to hold whatever team comes in, whether it's potentially the red hot Packers, whether it's the, you know, Cowboys coming off a playoff win? If look, who knows? Maybe the Bucks, right? Brady I, was good yesterday. Do I have confidence that this defense is going to hold the, their playoff opponent to under 25 points? No, I don't have confidence in that. So while I know that things can turn back around, and I know that Jalen coming back matters, it's it's kind of back to the point where you have to see it swing back before I think we can sit here and be, well, they're still the best team in the NFC, and they deserve at the top of every power rankings. And it's, and it's you know, sacrilegious to say the Cowboys could beat them. They, they have lost that. They've lost it. And, it's, you know, it's, maybe it's because Jalen got hurt. It probably is. But they lost it. They're no longer a one-loss one team. They've now lost two straight. They have three losses. It's going to take them all 18 weeks to clinch the division. For whatever reason, that's a fact. Like, in all year, we felt they were so dominant – And I've been with everybody on that page for most of the season, but all these things that seemed like foregone conclusion, it's it's going to take them the entire year to clinch, and that has to be taken into consideration when going into the playoffs. Would I still pick them to go to the Super Bowl? 
Yes, I probably still would, but I no longer feel confident they'll definitely beat San Francisco. I no longer feel as confident as I did against Dallas. I don't even know if I think I would definitely pick them to beat the Packers. And so I think that that's where I that's where I'm at. It, wow. it, but again, it, I'm not saying it won't. But we have to be honest about what's happening. If look, you're any other it. NFC I team, go- I get it. I just think you're being a little bit of a of a panic. I think you're in a little bit of a panic right now, and I get it. But again. The, the first, first and foremost, Occam's razor. The simplest explanation is usually the the correct explanation. Yeah, it hurts. It I hurts. Agree, I agree with that. They lost the best play, the most important player to his team in the NFL this year. Right. Of course, of course, the offense isn't going to look as good. Right. I get it. And look, yes, I agree with we, you. Hurts, Hurts had to come back and look like Hurts. But if Hurts comes back and is fine and looks like Jalen Hurts. We should stop panicking. I get it. I understand like how you can watch this team and see it, but we always get so myopic. Dallas has looked like crap the last few weeks. They barely got by a Josh Dobbs-led Tennessee team. I know they won by two touchdowns, but it was late, and they took Yeah, no, three. that game was close. That game was yeah. close. Yeah. The Niners almost lost to the freaking Raiders yeah. yesterday. All right, I mean, I get your point, but I look around the league, and I know that the Packers are playing better and stuff like that, and they beat the crap out of the Vikings and all that, but... I, I just can't be scared of the Packers right now. I, I, I get it. I get it. The Bucks won yesterday the first time they looked okay all season. They barely and beat even the that Panthers. Game, they were down. Barely beat the Panthers. Like I just I under the Cowboys have not looked great. Like I said, like I I understand your point, but I think we get so myopic and so focused on well, the Eagles have lost two games. Oh, and they look so bad today. When the Niners look like crap, the Cowboys look like crap, everyone in the NFC looked like crap, and the Eagles were playing without the best player in the NFL or the MVP of the NFL. And again, I do think, and I think it's not just the play, because the play matters. We saw it yesterday. That was the biggest thing. Everyone's like, oh, oh, Jalen, I guess it really matters. Right, yeah, it's super matters. You see it on the field. But what I talked to you about last week, I think matters even more. It's everything about Jalen. It's not having that guy on the field with you. He's the leader of this team. Yes. There's a reason that this team across the board has not looked the same, has not been as ready to play, has not and is locked in and all that, and it's because their their leader isn't there. Like that thousand, has to matter. I am one thousand percent with you on that. And the whole time we were doing this pod, all I talk about, both of us, but I think me like a flag yeah, thing for me is yep. quarterbacks, right? Win loss record. I believe in that stat. So again, I am with you on that. And I think your point about the NFC is a fair one. The Niners did almost lose to the Raiders with a backup quarterback. I'd, I'd like to see the reaction if the Eagles played that game and Gannon gave 30, up. So this is the best yeah. defense in the history of the yes, league. Exactly. 37 points so, to Jared Stidham. Good context for everybody that gets mad about Gannon sometimes. But, yes, I agree with you. And the Cowboys, look, the Cowboys, they did barely beat uh, the Tennessee Titans. But at the same time, you know, the Eagles went on the road and struggled against the Texans at a similar spot. Mm-hmm. So, it is what it is. Yeah, I, but, I, but, I, but I think I think what where I come down on it is there's just way more ifs than there were with this. Of course there are. You know, look, I'm not if, if Jalen's gonna come I'm back. I'm not disputing the well. point that it's different from a few weeks ago, obviously, but right. I also think you can't take out the fact that a few weeks ago Jalen was playing and he's 100%, not now, and that's like a yeah. big part of this. I, for it, me. Look, the reason they've lost these two games is because they don't have Jalen. Yeah. Point blank period. If Jalen plays, we are not we are first of all. We're not they beat recording. Dallas. Yeah, they, they, beat, they Dallas. beat Dallas, or they or they very handily beat the Saints, right? So I, I think that that is true. And when Jalen comes back, they're going to be a better team. Jalen will play better than Gardner. You know, I just I think sometimes if you look at it, all right. So I've told a few people this stat, and they've said they, they don't think it's interesting. But I'll be curious Ooh, to hear your opinion. Love it. Okay. So I looked it up in the last twenty Super Bowl champions, the quarterback that won the Super Bowl of the last I think it was last twenty, right? Only two of them mistimed in December. So what I think that stat shows, and tell me if I'm misinterpreting this, is the teams that win the Super Bowl, the teams that go all the way and win it, 
have their quarterback in December and have their quarterback, you would assume, I didn't look at the win-loss record, but you would assume playing at a relatively high level. So that would be my, my I get. Consi- I think it's a little fluky of a yeah, stat. It, yeah, I get what you're saying, but, but I, I think just most quarterbacks, you know, of winning teams play right. at that time of the I, season. I, I, think I get your point. It's like, you know, going into the playoffs, you want the car just running. You don't want it to have to change its engine right before the but, playoffs. But I get it, but we did. We did right here. Like, I... I get it. There's so much pain. Are you talking about 2017? We literally here for it. We we saw this exact but, thing but happen. But for what it's worth, the difference is not that not that he played great, but Foles did play the fine. You know, Foles like yeah, they lost Carson. Right, but Jalen's going to play the last game of the season. He only missed two games here, and it, yeah. and it seems like it was somewhat precautionary. At least uh, certainly the Saints game. Like maybe he could have played if they really needed him to play or whatever. Who right. knows? But like, I, I it's I mean we literally just saw. The team lose the MVP and that Foles come in and look. I don't think they could do it with Gardner. I think we've seen that he doesn't. He we've never seen Gardner get to the highs that Foles got. Yeah, to, and, you know? and you put it best too. Like Foles is capable of playing better than he is. Exactly. I don't think Gardner is, pl- is exactly. capable of playing better than Foles he is. is capable yeah. of playing. In yeah, he outplayed one, Tom Brady ex- in the Super Bowl. Ex- as good I mean, as anybody. That's is all the point. you need. Exactly. To say. Yeah. And and Gardner isn't. And Jalen's just so much more important than Wentz off the field and everything that goes into it and the way he leads this team and all that stuff. I, I totally get it. I understand your point. And obviously it's better if you're just clicking and everything's working, but we just saw a team go through a big injury, have a backup quarterback come in, figure it out on the fly and put it together and win the Super Bowl because they had chemistry, because they believed in that quarterback and all right. that stuff. And now they're getting Jalen back. I don't and, think they believe in Gardner. No, but they're getting Jalen back. No, no, no. He's I, like I, Foles. It was just a side Jalen is coming yeah. back and they have someone like they believe in and who can lead them and all that stuff. And yes, Jalen needs to be good and he needs to be you know, healthy and locked in and all that. But I, I, I get it. I'm not, and we'll get into the specifics of, of yesterday too, because there's some things we should talk about with the coaching and on all that stuff. But just in a macro sense, I understand we lose these games. We have to play week 17. It looked like it was locked up. We were riding high. I can understand how people are frustrated. But I just, for me, I can't like go too far on the. Am I more concerned today than I was three weeks ago? Of course. Yeah. Yes, yeah. of course. I, I mean, the lane injury, fair. there's a million other yeah. things. That's a sweat injury yesterday. And he tweeted, you know, we'll be back this season. Great to yeah. hear. We'll see what happens. Like, but like things are going worse the last month than they were that, before. That's, that's, there is no yes. arguing that. That is a, a statement of fact. Correct. But I am not going to go as far as, well, I'm probably going to lose the playoffs. Well, I'm not saying you're saying yeah, that, I'm but like, saying I can't that. get to that point where without Jalen, like if Jalen comes back and he looks bad or if Jalen comes back and it's just out of whack or the team still looks bad around Jalen, then we'll be sitting here going to the playoffs and be like, okay, I'm a little yeah. more concerned than I was, but I just I can't overreact to two games without Jalen when my personal belief is that this whole thing, the whole thing, not just on the field. The whole thing revolves around this guy. So, I, I, I get, I'm trying to think how to phrase this well. And this is, it's early. <laughs> it's early, buddy. Especially Let, for your boy who's been sleeping yeah, until like 11 o'clock know, every day. I don't know how you sleep until 11. So, a normal, it's because, so, uh, when I'm off, I like to like stay up late and watch movies. So, it's only, right. mostly because I stay up late. And because we got Zoe a, a tablet recently, so now she'll uh, come she in and put her tablet on. Yeah. Not even go to bed sleep. She'll just put her tablet on. She'll come well, sit in our bed. You can go back to sleep. Go back she to comes sleep. So that's the only reason. So, I, but I, I guess what I'm saying is, I think anybody that's listening to this pod, or anybody that's waking up Monday morning, I don't think you're overreacting to be concerned about the team and to not feel as confident as you are. Now, to your point, I don't think anybody should sit should listen to this pod or you know go about your life and think 
the Eagles are not going to the Super Bowl. I think that is an overreaction. This team is going to have two playoff games at home. I still firmly believe that. Maybe I'm going down with the ship, but it's what I firmly believe. Right? Assuming Jalen looks good next week, which we assume he will, the Eagles will be favored in two playoff games at home to go to the Super Bowl. Most likely. Almost um, definitely. Yeah, m- most likely. I would Almost agree with that. And with all the 2017 things, it doesn't give me the confidence it does for others. But what I what I do think that the the thing that you can grab onto from that Super Bowl run is having home playoff games matters, mm-hmm. and only having two of them really matters. So that that is where it's at. You know, my first kind of thing when I opened the pod was how the pendulum can swing back and forth. There is no question that if right now you are taking the ride on the pendulum, you have absolute right to feel this is swinging the wrong way completely. I would just say that for a team that had everything swinging the right way. We've seen how quickly things can move back and forth. And if it can move very quickly to the bad side, it can move right back to the good side, yep. too. Especially when Jalen's pushing that pendulum yeah, from the other way. When, yeah, but but if he's pushing it with a bum shoulder, you yeah, know, so sure. so th- that's just kind of where I'm at. I still think I would pick them to go to the Super Bowl. I used to be at, like, 80%. I would say I'm much more now at 65-ish percent. But they're still the team I would pick. It just, with everything clicking so well, I can't believe how much it feels like it's unraveled. Even if it's just for one reason, it just feels like it's unraveled to me. I get it. Look, the last two weeks have been tough, and yeah. and especially with how bad they looked yesterday, especially because I think a lot of Eagles fans, after that Cowboys game, I know I took it as like, hey, they should have won that game. They blew that game. If, Gar- if Jalen said no they would by, they would the, by 20. The general vibe was no right, big deal. Right, no big deal. And, and I think a lot of us expected them to come out at home against the Saints and be like, all right, yeah, we lost against the Cowboys, but we're still a way more talented team yeah. than the Saints team. And handle business, and we didn't see it at all. It look, it just was. I, was I will say, from the jump. I think the Saints are a little better than they were. Yeah, the Saints credit. are solid. They're yeah, they fine. got Olave back. They're, they're, they had a, they're, they're a middle back. of the road team. Yeah, like Dalton are, is probably a better quarterback than anybody else on that roster. Probably. Sure, I, I, I mean, Jameis. So. You know, you yeah, who knows? Hate. But you know? by the way, before we get into specifics, mm-hmm. it is embarrassing for both the Saints and the NFL that that Taysom Hill is still a thing. It's unbelievable. Oh, by the way, real quick, you. So you're at the games you miss this. The broadcast in the first half calls Taysom Hill a unicorn three times. Yeah. He kept going, a unicorn. Like, it's like, what are we talking about? He's Taysom freaking Hill. Yeah. Like, are, are you crazy? Taysom Hill is only a thing because the Saints don't have a quarterback. Yep. That's it. That's yep. the only reason he is a thing. If he, if they had a franchise quarterback, you would never see Taysom Hill do what he does. As long as Taysom Hill is playing for the Saints, they are not Super Bowl contenders. Until he great is take. off the roster or not playing, they are not Super Bowl contenders. Great take. Thank you. I love that take. Yeah. I, 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 it's 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 the it's the slightly more effective version of the embarrassing thing the Eagles tried to do. Yes, with, it's, with exactly, it's exactly the embarrassing. It's the slightly it's more effective. Dude, they They're be, just committed to it more, which is sad. They should be embarrassed. It's not even like, look how impressive what we do with Taysom Hill is. It's like watching somebody ruin their life and being like, oh, man, yeah, I guess you're doing okay, yeah. but it's, yeah. It's embarrassing. It's not it's, good. That's the word for it. And uh, look, thanks uh, to the Bucks, uh Saints eliminate from the playoffs yesterday, Which so don't have so to worry funny. about that. Like, I, unbelievable, I know. It's... I think they would have played hard anyway, but. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's get into some of the Good this... news for the NFL, though. Yeah, hey, good news for everybody. No one wants to see Carolina. No, that's, yeah, yeah, honestly, it's true. <laughs> no I one wants they, to sit and watch Carolina. They deserve to win that game, but yeah. even so. Um, the crazy thing is, if DJ Moore doesn't take his helmet off, they're 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 out so front. What happened of with the punt? Huh? I, did you see this play with the punt with the Buccaneers? I missed this from yeah. I no, saw a highlight of it last night. No, I didn't see it. Which All one? Right. Well, we can move past because I don't really understand it. But I guess there was a point in the game where the Buccaneers were were going to punt the ball. Either they were winning or something like that. The 
Ball, we don't have to get into it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> seems like it was dumb. I'll go back and look at it. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get into some of the stuff from yesterday. Let's start with the coaching, because I think we've talked about a lot of that. We know Gardner Stein. I have notes know. on this. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank I have you. notes, too. Look at us. I rewatched the game last night, by Whoa, the way. Look Just at putting you. that out there. Okay, good. Yeah. Is um, any benefit of doing it in the morning? It's I was able to rewatch that. Yeah. Um, I... I thought that look, I I'm right there with everyone. I thought the game plan was was crazy. And and I I made the same excuses in the Washington game and I still feel similarly in that I it's hard to get um it's hard to get two on the coaching when there are four straight three and outs and no one's making plays mm-hmm. and you can't get any sort of rhythm going and all that. But just to come out throwing the ball like that and, and again, I know we do this all the time and I understand, but like Gardner's not good and certainly not that good. Miles is good. It's the bread and butter of your offense. Well, I think you're Gardner. And again, with thing. Gardner, just get Gardner going a little bit. Like, don't come out and be like, all right, Gardner, sling it around the yard. Like, I just, I, multiple, and, and look, I give him a bit of a pass in the sense that they've done such a great job scheming for Jalen, and they are certainly locked in on that offense and that quarterback and building around him and all that. So I understand you have to completely adjust and change things for Gardner. I just, I was not impressed with the way they went about it. So I think there's a bit of revisionist history there with Gardner in the way that I think we all felt better about Gardner after the Cowboys game. And, Agree, but know, not to so, the point where we were like, oh, Gardner's great. Right, so here's what I did last night, and this is because Kristen was out celebrating uh, New Year's while I had to work. But he, So I went and I, <laughs> I, re, I rewatched the first – I, I rewatched the whole game, but I charted the plays for the whole first Look half. Look at you. Wait, it's like you, may, you just had to go back to, to training camp one last yeah, time. Exactly. So 15 throws and two runs. You see that on the surface and you go, clearly that's unacceptable, right? But let's look at it and how it actually breaks down. First offensive play of the game, he get Gardner Minshew gets sacked. So now you're in second and 16. Maybe you could run it there just because you want to set a mindset of we're going to run the ball. But everyone knows second and 16, not a great running play, right? Third and 16. So then he's sacked again for somehow no yards, but he's sacked again. So you're in third and 16. Obviously, you're going to pass it there. So the first drive is kind of blown in terms of a running running game because you get sacked twice. Mm-hmm. And on the first play of the game, which puts you in a second and long. Second drive, they come out, a run, a run. So he does come out and try to run the ball. Third and one, they run an RPO. I you can debate that play call. I would have just handed it to the running back. I don't get yeah, the benefit. I agree. There were right? a couple RP where it's like, dude, like Gardner's not quick. What but, are we doing? But here? at the same time, and I'm not a coach, but just from a simplistic standpoint, you could say that at third and one, the defense is expecting a run. So, you know, maybe you try to do something there. But regardless, that's a play where he should have run it. I thought the middle two drives is where he got pass happy. They come out again, they pass on first and ten, they pass on second and ten, and they pass on third and sixteen after a sack. So I thought that the pass protection really impacted things in two ways. One, it made it hard to pass the ball. But two, it put you into a lot of second, third, and long, which are not advantageous to running. Uh, The next drive, they come out, pass first and 10, pass second and 10, pass on third and three, maybe you run there. And then their final possession with 34 seconds left, they got five plays off, which were all passes, which skews the number a little bit because you're not going to run it with 34 seconds Mm -hmm. if you're trying to pass. So – I think that the 15-2 to two number and the thing about them not running the ball, I do think situationally they got into spots where it's not advantageous to run the ball because you're in long, long uh, distances. Now, if you want to say to me, I don't care that it's second and 16, run the ball because maybe you, maybe you break one, maybe miles, whatever, I, I don't completely disagree with that. I just know that on second and 16, I'm not sitting there and going, okay, we're going to get a first down by running the ball. I, I totally get that. It's more of a just a uh, a flow, a, a game thing, like where it's like get Gardner going a little bit. Like you're coming out and you're – I mean, like give him a chance to 
get comfortable in the game, call a play action, run the ball a little bit, maybe run a screen pass, run some short throws. Like yeah. it just felt like they were coming out trying to really like, you know, really go at it with Gardner when it was like, I, I just didn't feel like it was the smartest way to go about it against, against a solid defense. Yeah. You know, so you know? I also and thought team you were able to run all over last year and look to be fair again, and too, not there. I was just about to say, yeah. and by the way, with the, you didn't hear this on the broadcast too, but when they got stopped on the sneak, the fourth and one, the broadcast, they did something that no one's been right. able to do all year. The Eagles had been 20 of 21. Oh, my right. God. It's like, what do you think's different? Yeah. But I almost earmuffs one, two, three. Shithead, what do you think's different here? All right? What's the difference between this sneak and the rest of them this year? It was so it's annoying. Also, it was also so, so annoying. It was also so funny watching Gardner do it because I do think, and maybe this is just me, and it would make sense if it's just me. That there's part of watching a sneak where you're like, oh, I could do that. You're just mm-hmm. going for it. You watch Gardner do it. Yeah, I go, like, no, never. Yeah, maybe it's a little harder than yeah. you think. No, Gar- I, Gardner I, I, had, had, for what it's worth, I never thought maybe I could do that. I don't think I I've it. ever seen Jalen get stood up like that wild, on man. a sneak. Yeah. And oh, but, maybe but squatting 600 that, pounds has something to, you know, to helping your legs. You know? 100%. But I also thought that play and overall, the offensive line did not play well. And part of that is on Gardner. He's not good in the pocket. His pocket presence is not Yeah, I think some good. of the, the he, he issues were on him, sometimes. too. Yep. He looks he, lost. He like, looks frenetic. Yes, like, exactly. He never looks comfortable. He looks never like looks Carson looked. He does. He looks like Carson <laughs> That's looked. a really yeah. good call, yeah. And it was He's no coincidence that the offensive line was really bad at times when course. Carson was here, yeah, right? Sure. But, but on the flip side, I did not think, actually, I know we're so concerned about Driscoll, and we'll talk about him because I keyed in on him as well. But I did not think Mylotta played well. Mm-hmm. I thought Mylotta got beat, you know, pretty bad a few times, which impacted Gardner. And um, I do think, for what it's worth, when your quarterback gets hit a lot early, you would hope that he wouldn't get rattled by that. But it's not a, the MVP of the league. It's not a top-five quarterback. It is somebody that's a fringe starter, if even a starter in the NFL. And he was rattled. He looked very rattled, and especially coming after – after what happened in Dallas where he already looked like he was throwing off his back foot on 80% of the throws, for him to get hit like that, I think it obviously impacted him. And part of it's his blame. His is Part of it is his fault he got hit like that. But another big part of it is my lotto was bad. And Driscoll, although I thought he was better than you could expect, I had him down for two sacks given up. Now it's Cam Jordan, but guess what? Micah Parsons, Bosa, like these guys are coming in the playoffs. So I wouldn't move my lotto. But I don't think you're getting stellar left play tackle out of him right now. Yeah, no, he has, and look, he hasn't been as good this year in general. Yeah. That's been a consistent, and that's theme. a big part of the reason of not moving him is well, he's you're gonna, you know, he's been good at left tackle. Maybe he's even worse at right tackle. But I know, I know, yesterday you did not get Pro Bowl All Pro left tackle out of no. him. No, and look, I think that's another reason why you try and maybe overdo it with called runs a little early and stuff like that. Again, this line, you know, is just. Better run blocking. We know that. We've yeah, seen, they've been two, better at it all year. year. Two straight yeah. years. That's just what they do best. Lean into that a bit. Get those guys comfortable again. Like, I, I not a, the worst game of all time for Syrian in second, but I really did think I was I was disappointed with the coaching. Yeah, it was that not good. And for as good as it looked against Dallas, it was as bad against. Yeah, this. absolutely. Um, Gannon, other side of the ball. Um, obviously a rough first half, but they they picked it up. I mean, we'll get to the D line in a sec, but. And thank God for this D line. Where would where would any of us be? Where would Gannon be? Well, where did you it... see they're they're four sacks away from tying. I think in the history four Bears. Yeah. Now it's... they're gonna have an extra game to do it. I mean, but, but the it... fact they're even within Look, four. Si- yeah. So yeah. I had the numbers. So just in sixteen games, so we can get rid of the whole like oh seventeen games right. on, which I mostly agree with when it comes to the records and all that. But yeah, like, I think it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. 
But the Eagles uh, now have the, uh, they have 67 sacks. Only four teams in the history of the NFL have more. It's crazy. The 85 Giants, the 87 Bears, the 89 Vikings, and the 84 Bears. That's it. In the history of the NFL, first time, and they said on the broadcast, we talked about leading him, first team in the history of the NFL with four guys with 10-plus sacks. Well, it's a quick time out there. I think you deserve to do this moment. Oh, it's here. I mean, Brandon Graham. Yeah. Dude, I, I mean... We've talked about it all year, but for this guy to, yeah. to come back from an Achilles tear. Unbelievable. At 34. And he's at 11 now. He's at 11. It's, it's, it's not even, you know, he got 10 on like a last play no, in the cheap final game. Yeah. He got a legit double-digit sack In 16 games. It's miraculous. It yeah. is mirac- it's one of the most miraculous things we've seen. Yeah. He deserves to be comeback player of the year. 100%. Like, the Geno Smith. The Geno like, thing is over, it's so too. It's silly. It's, like, what yeah. are we talking about here? This guy came back from Achilles to 34 in his best season ever from a stacks perspective. And I know that in awards, like an MVP, and more deservedly so, but an MVP, it's almost always a quarterback because of how important they are. So I can see how awards skew towards quarterback. Totally. But a comeback one is the definition of something where the play kind of doesn't matter. Yep. It's mostly about, look, Alex Smith came back from a horrific leg injury. Yes, of course. He was fine when he came back, but it doesn't matter. He came back yep. and he played. That's exactly Brandon right. Graham has come back from, you know, I don't want to say the toughest injury you can, them, but an Achilles injury at, at his age, age at that position yeah. is extremely hard. And, and he's playing amazing. I have not been as like passionate about something like this in an award it's it's so unfair to me <clears throat> excuse me this is coincidental it's so un- <laughs> it's so unfair to the me tears that he's are not going to get this award it's yeah. unbelievable i agree i think it's a, it's an absolute outrage yeah. it really is an outrage but, but I, all right so you d- it just i'm i'm happy you, you stopped the pot for that cuz it's deserved yeah. it's deserved it's an ugly seconds. day it's an ugly time with yeah. the team it shouldn't overshadow an amazing moment yeah i'm with you man um really really awesome for for our fave for a guy who we yeah. we will love forever. Really cool to see. I mean, uh, sixteen sacks in sixteen games for Hassan Reddick. Which is pretty wild. That's I mean, that's it's astounding. <laughs> I mean, that is it's a ton of sacks. That's a lot of sacks. A lot man. of sacks. That's really amazing. How many did Babin have? Wasn't he like 18? Okay. Eight, I believe eighteen. Yeah. It could be wrong, but somewhere sixteen is like a silly number. Sixteen is an insane yeah. number in sixteen games. So. In the third straight year, too. It's yeah. A, not of 16. He's but legit. Of we, he passed the eye test. You watch yeah, him. He, does, you know. he belongs in the conversation with the elite pass. Yes. He's he like He is one of them. I don't them. know where you would rank yeah, him. he's not Nick Bosa, but he's not like I don't think that you could, far I don't away. think you could come up with 10 better. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, all right. Outside of that, um, outside the D-line, kind of really saving him, what were your thoughts? Because, again, horrible first half, tightened it up in the second half. Obviously, the, the last seven points was on Gardner. Um, what do you think about the defense overall on Gannon? So... I think it's funny that the uh, perception of Gannon is he makes no adjustments when consistently his defense is bad for the first two series and then is great the rest of the game. <laughs> you know, I mean, they give up a touchdown on the first drive of the game. They don't allow the Saints in the end zone the rest of the game. They gave up, uh, you know, they had that turnover at the end of the first half. They had six sacks. So there were a lot of positives. 13 points, I said, going into the game. This is a game the defense has to win for them because the Saints offense is that bad. Um, and they almost did. Like, they gave up 13 points. You should win 90% of the games you play with 13 points given up, point blank. And I know the offense gave up seven, so they technically ended up with 20. But the defense only gave up 13 points. But it's also the perfect Gannon game in the way that I don't think people that are upset about it are completely out of line because the nine-minute drive at the beginning of the game matters. It Sets impacts, the tone yeah, for the whole game. Yeah, Eagles offense didn't get the ball until six minutes to go. Totally. Right? Three and, first out, quarter. and it sets the whole pace. Yeah. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, the offense deserves blame as well for no getting nothing going. And the defense did only give up 13 points. So the offense was worse. But I think the concern when you watch Eagles defense early on 
and I said this when we were talking big picture, is sometimes things just look so easy against them. You know, like Andy Dalton's just picking them apart. Guys are wide open. There's no resistance on this third, on third downs. They start five of six, like I said, on third down. They convert their only fourth down. They were 14 of 14 or whatever it was to start passing the game. That's bad. There's no getting around the fact that that's bad. And great teams should be able to overcome the defense giving up a big drive at the beginning of the game. So I don't think the, the nine-minute drive is why they lost the game. I don't think the defense is even top three of why they lost the game. But the beginning of the game was bad, and that, that matters when talking about the whole thing. Yeah, and look, the, the D-line's been amazing. Um, they have to be ready for teams, especially if they face a team like the Bucks, for teams to come out and just throw quick and, and yeah. get guys in, and move the ball that and way. better quarterbacks. And exactly, and this defense is going to have to find ways to adjust that. I mean, the secondary, you know, and obviously they're missing some guys, and we hope guys get back, but... But those two corners who the first well, half of the season— I don't guys are coming. I don't think Maddox—the fact that— CJGJ, is... I was thinking. Oh, yeah. 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 So, but I I don't think Matt. yeah the Maddox out and definitely— Although, that's... you know what's interesting? I think this is actually pretty noteworthy. Uh, Sirianni did not put Maddox's uh, number on his head. Oh, so that's inter- that is interesting. Right? All right, so we'll see. But either way, I, I'm, I'm talking—that's well, its own issue— but, I mean, Slay and Bradbury. I mean, the first half of the season, we talked about Slay as a defensive player of the year type yeah, guy. He's not we talked about both those guys. As, and, and, and not that they've been bad. You know, I think they've had good seasons. But those guys need to step up, right? If this is what we're going for the playoffs, like we need those guys to be the guys that we saw the first half of the season, not what we've seen more. Let me ask you this. Do you think they're not playing as well because there's been a lot of secondary turnover and they're overcompensating? You know, I don't know. They're, they're, not as, they're not as confident. I mean, look. I, I mean, it looks, like they're, it looks like they're playing more zone because of the injuries, which and could be part of it. Maybe. and But I also think that and Slay has to play better, in my opinion. So there's no excuse. Point blank period, Slay has to play better. But I think when you have Josiah Scott make a mistake like he did on third and 30, I can see how if you're Slay in the back of their head, you're not as confident as you used to be that that help is going to be I there. I get it. So you're and, pressing. And and Bradbury, look, Bradbury seemed to me – I only watch offensive plays, which is very on brand for me. When I, I mean, sorry, when I rewatch the game, yeah, yeah, I watch yeah, yeah. the deep. But uh, it looks like he got beat just point blank period yeah, on, on that deep ball, right? So yeah, they have to be better. Again, I think Andy Dalton, ironically, four zero in his career against the Eagles now, which is weird. But he's probably better than we than we all gave him credit for. But Andy Dalton is not the caliber of quarterback you're going to play in the playoffs. So yeah, I think the the secondary has to be better. Maddox is not coming back. I think. CJ GJ at this point, I'm getting close to the even if he comes back, who will he knows? be effective? Yeah. He's been he's going to miss half the year at this point, and that matters, you know, in terms of just continuity, playing well. And for what it's worth, he's not back yet. Like everyone kind of thought he'd be back this week. He didn't even get start practicing. So, who knows at this point? Yeah, hope for the best. Obviously, they could, they could want, use him. But. but either way, you need those those corners to step up in in those guys' absence. You need better yeah. play from those guys for whatever the reason. Um, I'll just mention, look, I don't think the refs were the reason they lost the game. They lost the game, but the refs were horrible. Yeah, I mean, that Dickerson holding call, I'm sure we'll hear about it a lot today. I have, I mean, a, I have a thought on that. It was a horrible, I mean, embarrassing call. If you can't see the freaking hold, don't call it. Just because the guy falls to the ground. Don't mm-hmm. freaking call it. It was a, a horrendous call, and it changed the game. Like, who knows? If they score there, the next one's 14-13. Maybe it's a different ball game. You know, maybe they're not throwing that pass that leads to the pick six. Like, you know, it's a different situation. So it was a really big penalty. And I just thought across the board the refs were bad yesterday. They've been bad all year. But but another day where they were bad. Not the reason they lost, but mm. but just making sure so we say it. So I, I, when I went back and I watched that play a few times, um, and I asked Mylotta about it, um, Dickerson I don't think talked, which a uh, little side note I have about the locker room in a minute. But um, I thought watching it, 
on the broadcast versus watching it in the press box. I can see why people were so mad who watched the broadcast. I just know in the press box, the the general thought, and we can't hear the announcers. The general thought was, uh, like, whatever. It's interesting listening to how mad the announcers were. I feel like that had to sway people and how upset yeah, they were. Yeah, well, and also they were right. Like, you probably couldn't well, see so it as here's, well. Yeah. So I rewatched the play. Here's my thought on it. I think Jordan Mailata holds. And Jordan Mailata said that after the game. He said he thought the flag was on him initially. So what I thought live was they meant to say 68. And they just said oh, the that's wrong, possible. Right? But apparently, and Dickerson didn't talk. So this is from Mailata. But Mylotta said they explained it on the field as if, yes, it's on Landon. So I would be curious to know if they actually thought it was on Mylotta. Mylotta held. I still think it would have been a weak call because his guy was away from the play. Watching it very closely in slow motion on Dickerson, I do think he is holding the guy's pads as he goes to the ground. Uh, I mean, they're well, always on, 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 on the on, inside. On. As long as you're on the inside. like. Well, that's, that's what I was going to ask you. I'm not 100% sure. It, like, they hold every play. I mean, that's well, that, any you know. That's it's the a, ultimate as long thing. as you're on the inside and not the outside, that's the whole key to the I, whole thing. I do not think the hold impacted the play. Yeah. So in that way, I do not think they should have called it. I do think Dickerson is holding on to him, and the guy's arm is outstretched. So I can see watching it live in a split second yeah, why you would maybe but call it. But it was a bad call. It was. I do not think it was a correct call. I. But it's just to me the biggest takeaway was how man I listened to the announcers and they're like. Worst call I've ever seen. Most amazing it. block. That's an A plus plus block. I can see how that would impact how people feel. About yeah, it. and I and I agree with it. Um, all right. Um, I have a lo- locker room thing. If you're yeah, yeah. Well, one last thing, and then locker room thing for me. Last thing is just a shout out to TJ Edwards. I don't talk a ton about him, but they said on the broadcast most Eagles tackles in thirty years for a really? player. Wow, that's what they said on the broadcast. I don't know if it's true or not. I was surprised well, by it, but he's been great. He's been he's great. been very good. Yeah, and it's interesting. How Maybe we, it was by a linebacker. Either way, it, it was pretty wild. Well, I would imagine linebackers normally lead the team. You, you would know? think, yeah. or safeties. Um, but it is interesting how we, you know, when they were eight and zero or whatever they had, what did they get out to? Was it eight and zero? Uh, they got to ten and zero. They did ten and zero. Um, it was, excuse me. It was interesting how when they were ten and zero. It was a talk about man, all these free agents. How are you going to sign them all? And it's still the case, but you know. Bradbury didn't play great yesterday. CJ GJ is going to end up missing half the year. TJ might end up being the guy when it comes to he's not going to get the most money, but I think he might. Him and Javon Hargrave are probably the two most important free agents they have. I think at this point. Yeah, it's lucky that that's the point. There's going to be a bunch of, of yeah, questions about that. But I think but the other two have gone down. Yeah, it might be. All um, right, so what do you got in the locker room? Okay, so another big play in the game obviously was the pick six. Uh, AJ Brown talked about it. Uh, Gardner talked about it, and I, I appreciate honesty. In answers, so I'm happy that they said like AJ basically said I tried to get Gardner's attention, he didn't see it, so there was like a miscommunication. And Gardner said, you know, they ran that same play earlier in the game. I thought essentially I thought that they were going to play it a different way, so it was a miscommunication. But I think off the AJ answer, where he's not throwing Gardner under the bus, but he is not taking any blame, in my opinion, for that play. When let's be honest, he ran a bad route. That route was bad. He looked, he ran it to me watching it like he did not think he was going to get the ball. He did not explode off the line of scrimmage. He did not make a hard cut in. And I thought that was a bad play by him. Now, Gardner, still, when the ball is snapped, looks right at it and clearly has no intention of going anywhere but there. So that's on Gardner, too. And he can't throw that ball. And it's a good play by Lattimore. But I didn't like that Brown took no blame and kind of threw Gardner a little bit under the bus. And then you look at the Darius Slay thing last week where he threw, just, threw Josiah Scott under the bus. 
Landon Dickerson, to my best of my knowledge, and all the other beat writers I talked to, did not talk yesterday. I don't know. I just think for a team where we love to praise the culture so much, that the first sign of real adversity, like the Washington game was not really adversity. They were 10-1. and It is what it is. The real first sign of adversity we've seen from this team, we've seen two leaders, like, kind of skirt away from responsibility and put it on the on the blame of Josiah Scott, who's a role player that you're going to need to play big snaps later in the year, and Gardner Minshew, who's a quarterback, so he gets blame and credit and all that, but he's still a backup quarterback. He's not Jalen. He's not a top 20 most important player on this team, most paid, whatever. I just thought it was a little disappointing to see how they handled those moments. Yeah, look, I haven't heard the quote, but if, it, if it's as you say, I, I generally agree, and I, it all comes back to Hurts for me. Again, like this team needs Hurts not just on the field but off the field. I mean, it's just everything runs smooth when he's there, when he's leading the guys, when everyone's answering to him. And without him there, it seems like things are not running as smoothly. And and uh, either way, I agree with you. I don't I don't love. And it's seeing not that. red flag. It's been quote. great it's not culture. Like he came great out chemistry. And said, what a trash throw by Gardner. Right, but so you want to see him take the some general response. vibe no, was not. I think you know, that's a, I think, the vibe was not. Look, I I have to make a better play on the ball. Which so, even if it's not true, I get and I'm it. Not I get it. They should I get lie, it. You should almost. Yeah, I get it. No, it's fall a, on the sword is what I'm saying. Yeah, I get it. Two big guys. Not. Yeah, it looked like he was really frustrated with Gardner all game. I mean, you could see on the broadcast like they kept showing him walking. That's the other thing too. Like. You know, we, we talked about Foles. For all of Foles' struggles early on when he first became quarterback, I don't remember them. Many moments where guys were like, oh, my God, this this guy's bad. I felt like A.J. yesterday, I don't want to say he gave up but because he didn't. But to me, he looked, like, mentally frustrated out there. And that's not good. You know, like, it's guard, like the guy's been here for, for two years. I know you've only been here for one year. But – I just would have liked more, like, let's rally around Gardner than let's act super frustrated that he's not playing. I I, I, I have no argument with that. I think it's a fair point. All right. Uh, you got anything else? Um, I mean, low-key, the special teams haven't been bad for a few weeks. Yeah. If we're going right. to rip them at the end no, of most That's a good spots. point. They've been very – it's a really good point. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, Miles in a knee brace, I thought there were a few plays where if he's fully healthy, he's probably gone. So the fact he has a a knee brace on is a little concerning. Um, I mean, again, like you can parse on like Goddard wasn't as involved, which I think is always a shame because Gardner. Agree. Goddard's really good. Uh, But when you can barely pass the ball, I guess my biggest thing, I'm trying to think if there's any other little things. I I can't think. think. Oh, Josh Sweat. Well, we mentioned Josh Sweat. Well, I just mean, yeah, well, we mentioned he got hurt, but he could. I, I'll be curious to know when he plays again. He yeah. said he'll be back this we year. We tweeted he'll be back this season. Yeah. Look, I think those are, it's weird. He's a big loss, though. Yeah, it, absolutely. But it's weird with those type of injuries for some reason. As, as They always look way worse than they are. Yeah, they're it's always so back, weird. They're always way back. I, I think it's thing. because we're not on the field. Yeah, it's a neck thing. And like I think and I think a lot of that stuff is precaution with the, it's, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So. My guess is like, uh, look, but I don't. Fletcher said he was laughing on the ground. When yeah, he was, and yeah. look again for him to tweet, "I'll be back this season." That is at least encouraging. We'll see what happens, and I agree. Without him, that's a loss. I don't There's think no... he's playing against the Giants. No, 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 of course not. But I think all <laughs> you need him for is for the playoffs. Like yeah. you know, you can win the Giants game without Josh Wright. I agree with that, and they will beat the Giants. But it's just, it's a little funny how we're both still doing the thing of like, no big deal. No, like, I get it. You know, it's been two you're, games. Not, you're not doing no big deal. No, no, no. I mean, in terms of getting the one seed. Well, yeah, they're gonna. I mean, I think they're it gonna just, beat the Giants. Let's get into the last thing with the Giants, and we'll talk about more this week. Oh, that's right, because you want to get I would those. be shocked if the Giants play their players. Like, shock, 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 shock. And I know it's hilarious, the whole Joe Judge, he's 
rolling over in his metaphorical grave. I know he's not dead, but right. Um, well, he kind of is. In yeah, New in football, I'll tell you his career. Is I uh, yeah. I just don't see. I just Brian Dable's smart. That organization's smart. They are locked into the six seed, no matter what. No matter what they do, they are the six seed. No matter what happens, like I just maybe they play him for a little bit. I just look. We the Eagles were in this spot last year. They sat everybody like. Most teams, if they get this opportunity to have a a a buy, an unexpected buy in the playoffs, when you've got to play, you're not you're not getting a playoff buy. You're playing the first week of the playoffs. Like most teams take advantage of that, and I'd be surprised if the Giants didn't. Yeah, so I think I obviously have someone that the whole time we've had this debate, especially with the Eagles, I always prioritize health. I would have rested the Eagles players. I was fine with the training camp thing. I don't care they don't really practice on Wednesdays. So trust me, I understand the logic of rest the guys, and I'm not even saying I would definitely play them. But I think that you have to look situation by situation when it comes to this. And if you're the Giants, it's your first year head coach, you're building something. I think we underestimate how mad that fan base is at the Eagles for what they did in 2020 in terms of ten, or fan base, though. But no, 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 no let, let me finish. Yeah, right. I don't think anybody's expecting the Giants to actually be Super Bowl contenders and make a run. I think their season's already a success. I think there is a like if we were a Giants pod, here's the argument I would make if we were a Giants pod. Ready? Who cares when this game? This game is as important as a playoff game. At the, from here on out, it's about sending statements. And there is a strong statement to be sent with beating the Eagles at home in a game they have to win, knocking them off the one seed. If you win that game, it does not matter what you do in the playoffs. It is an emotional victory. It is a high note. You feel great about the team. Let's be honest. It's not like they have a ton of franchise guys. What are you resting down? So... I, I get it. I think if you're Dable, Look, there, there's something both with the fan base and the locker room of, you know what? We're going to go beat that team. I get it. I get it. And look, it wouldn't be the craziest. And I think it, I get it. It may was a little more but, of a compelling argument and, than you expected. No, I, no, I think it's a good. I just don't think teams think that. I don't think Brian Dable and Joe Shane, who are making this decision, are thinking, hmm. They're thinking, we're in the playoffs, man. Like, you're the one saying they're not going to the Super Bowl. They're not saying that. They're in the freaking playoffs, man. But if they're smart, they might be. And again, I don't think that's smart. Like, you never know what can happen. We saw Nick Foles win a freaking Super Bowl. Daniel Jones looked awesome yesterday. Would it be crazy for Daniel Jones to run around for a couple games and they make a weird run? Like, weirder crap has happened many times. It would be pretty weird. It would be crazy. But I'm just (laughs) saying, like, it's not the craziest thing that's ever happened, especially when there's a chance. Not a chance. You know, if you win your first playoff game, like, let's say you go out and you lose the Eagles tomorrow. You win your first playoff game, you're coming back here. So, like, I just, look, I get it, and it's a compelling argument. I would be shocked. I would be shocked if they go all out. Well. Shocked. Floored. Well, if they win, if if they win on Sunday and they lose, and they win their first playoff game, they're not coming back. Oh, I know. I said if they lose on Sunday. Oh, no, I, but, but I think there's an argument, too, right. from if their they perspective. Win, again, yeah. I get your point. It impacts and they your second-round opponent. I get it. But but then you're you're going somewhere else. I mean, I don't think I, – I, I would be shocked is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, and the I line's 14. Floored. So it, the line it lends says itself the Eagles to win. that. Yeah. And either way, I think the Eagles win, even if the Giants tried. But regardless, I do not uh, I do not think that the Giants will try. Um, all right, what else? You got anything else before we get out of here? Um, I, mean, I don't think I have anything else. I'm trying to think. I mean, we've talked about it all, the Giants, uh, the injuries. Yeah, so I don't think okay. that much. Um, we'll get to your C.J. Stroud tweet on the next pod. I oh, some, that's correct. We do have some thoughts on that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and uh, shout out to us for hitting our first parlay of the year. Officially. Oh, yeah, that's shout right. Shout out to I've the Steelers winning last night. We did it. That's right. Did we take the money line? We took the money line. Wow. So we End had the, year the on a high Detroit note. minus six, Giants minus five and a half, and a Steelers money line. There it is. Beautiful thing. Listen to parts almost back up, in the We make you money. Now. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right. Any final thoughts, buddy? No, it's the third time you've asked me. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, good. I don't either. I wish I had one. I got to get to work. Point. We got a whole day ahead of us. Yeah. All right. Um, we will be back later in the week. We'll 
look into the Giants game, you know, see where the, the tone of everything is set by then and uh, dive in it all. Until then, he's not even James. 